Mm-hmm. I guess I, this is it. Then we're going. That's right. 20 years ago today, I had met the President of the United States, President Bill Clinton, and uh, boy oh boy, if that isn't uh, interesting enough to know that I've survived 20 years, <laughs> to be very real with you, I don't know what is. I, I feel like I'm inspired today because, and Mike Myers, by the way, by the way, welcome in, by the way, welcome inside, there you are, I hear you, you now hear me. How are you, sir? Okay, you let me be to, I need to know if I'm not going to be able, you, I can't do this anymore. I didn't know if I was muted for the whole show or what. No, you're good. Oh, I got to get you on the screen actually here. Hang on a second. Oh, yeah. Let's see why that is. And so how are you doing this morning, Michael? Well, you see, I stole the uh, Rush Limbaugh America Held Hostage. My backdrop I, there. I did not, but here we go, guys. This is Mike Myers' okay. backdrop, and I haven't had him on it since he changed the backdrop. I just love this okay. thing. It's very cool. It's fun. I've had fun. And so who's holding us hostage now, would you say? Um, our own government. And you don't mean the Trump, you mean like the deep staters. Oh. What? Yeah, you know, I don't even quite understand what, what is the deep state? Is that well, like Texas because they're further south? They're the deep south. What? <laughs> to me, it's it's the guys that resign. Um, and I'm I'm going to explain why I'm wearing Terry Warren in a little bit. But there's there's a reason why I'm getting excited when these attorneys for the Department of Justice and other other levels of government resign because they've been there for years. So I think in yeah. a way, POTUS is getting rid of the deep state. Those who have been in there for thirty years or more. Oh. Who are establishment. Well, this is why he was elected to be anti-establishment to begin with. And he's he's doing his job. He's kicking butt in that area, I'll tell you. He really yeah. is. Um, but but yeah, and of course everybody I think when I met President Clinton twenty years ago, everybody was like, Oh, he'll stay a liberal. Well, that kind of changed because I grew up I like to say there's a song called uh not that boy next door uh, by Hugh Jackman and Boy from Oz, and I feel like that. I feel like I'm not that little kid anymore. I'm I'm growing up. I have my own ideas, and while that moment was amazing, I've just changed. One of my songs this morning is "Who Are the Brain Police?" Oh, from who? Mothers of Invention, Frank Zappa. Oh, you like Zappa? That's awesome. Zappa is yeah. I don't even care if you shave your legs. Wowie zowie. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. And so I've got a question for you today. I've got a question actually because I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Spreaker. We're on with Mike Myers, Radio Hope, brought to you by Zoom. I wish Zoom would just sponsor already because we've been using this app the last couple weeks. Anyway. That's cool. Um, what's your unique signature? Like what do you feel is unique about you? Wow. I don't know. Um, I guess maybe going against the flow, maybe being mm. a little, not being, being different, being unique, out of the box. That I'd is say a that's good it. thing, being unique and out of the box. And I, I, I just find that 
anybody who has a podcast obviously has it because they feel they're unique and that they can tell a different story than what we're hearing on our daily television screens. Unless you get so unique that people that would normally be in the little group you'd run with are like, yeah, maybe not so much. Hmm. Is there but that's okay. You want to you, um, yeah. Just not right now. Okay. I, I was waiting for it, but all right, we can have that another day. So no, we can you... talk about it right now. We, okay. It, it's, 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 I, uh, good old Ed Delgado a long time ago referred to me as being unorthodox. And I would say that's, that's probably accurate. I mean, how many people are, how many people would be willing to step out of the box and go to a place like a, like a tavern where those kind of people are, you know, they're partaking in things that we shouldn't partake in and just be there to, I don't know, let the little light shine of truth and love and right. <laughs> Wait, so you would go there and preach the gospel to them? You know, I wouldn't go and preach. I would go WTF Wilson tap fellowship. That's what I used to do until I almost got beat up one morning. And then Ruth Ann stepped up and, but you know, that's not as uncommon as you may think. I've heard other do this. You're right. You're in New York City. Yes. You have that guy there that had that place right there in the middle of New York City. I can't think of his name. Preacher dude. Yeah, I, maybe I met him. But I think I met him. someone at this. I've heard stories of people going to bars and doing preaching there on Sunday morning. It's very different and kind of very unique, too, to do that. Well, for me, it was it was more what I enjoy most is just going and sitting and, and mixing with people and playing some pool. And mm. I got to play uh, pool with the uh, Sons of Silence's uh, girlfriend. That was fun. She cheated, though. Of course, I couldn't point it out. <laughs> uh, oh, no, because you'd probably be <laughs> silenced, right? So. Silenced. <laughs> hey, Mike, oh, what's on what's on your big show today? In the morning. Today, let's see. Let's take a look here. Today's uh, podcast is entitled World Gone Crazy COVID-19 Mania. Warning, Boy. George Carlin, clip, exit. And now is it a censor clip or is it a raunchy rah-rah clip? Well, it's it's it would only be censored. What do you mean censored? No, like do you the... have to bleep him or is it all? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't bleep. I can okay. say I just uh, choose not to, but he does, so I can put it in air quotes. Okay. It's about it's about our uh, immune system. I don't know if you've ever seen it before. It oh, now is, I've got to see this. Oh, you, Alex, it is. You are going to go, Mike. This guy was a freaking genius. Oh, everything about Carlin was genius. You know the way he would put words together and say, you know, why is it a parkway when people are driving, and why you know it's very funny. <laughs> That's um, funny. But yeah. we should see, this is why we need to get you on live stream on your page, because you probably have video that would be so interesting for people to follow along with the audio. I mean, yeah, and, and it's, I, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm still a little nervous. Nerves is good, actually. No, Nerves I'm not. Very... It, for me, it's just figuring out how to incorporate everything, because I actually have this set up on a computer. It doesn't have the 
music tied in with it. And I, I'm kind of, and then here's the problem. The minute mm. I go on Facebook and I'm using copyrighted music, eh, YouTube. Yeah. Eh. Yep. But you know so, what? I think that's what? partly because of the views in the sense that everybody the else, what? the views, because I see the same songs posted by oh. other people. So why is oh. that? Why are we not part of that availability? Like, what is it about our content that pro- prohibits us from being that? You sent me something. Oh, I, I played a clip of a guy that went to Menards. Oh, yeah. Well, so this is why I sent that to you, because here's... You sent that. that. I used that on the show. That was powerful. Well, I didn't send the Menards. I sent you an article as a follow-up, because oh, you should mention okay. it today. This governor of Michigan that banned everything, you know, banned the yeah. seeds. She wanted to make global warming a platform, and now all of a sudden, she and not... So here what we have, de Blasio abetting his morals against cops because he wants to control the people with the cops. Then we have this woman who abandons her morals with global warming to control the people. See how fake it is, Michael? It's, uh, well, and thus, you know, the world's gone crazy. And here's the thing that bothers me more than any of it. So many people are drinking the Kool-Aid. They're, they're unable to think for themselves anymore. And I would say that on both sides. I think some people don't hold Trump accountable when he should be held accountable because they're drinking the Kool-Aid too. And I just wish we had equal accountability. Okay, you go after the Democrats for things. There's things we can go after Trump for that may be necessary. I don't know. I just feel like that has to have a balance. Oh, yeah. We can't be, you know, dumb sheep just following. You know, in drinking Clorox because Trump stupidly said that, you know. But he didn't say that. I know. He said. He didn't even say anything close. So how is the Kool-Aid? Alex, I am shocked. He didn't say anything about drinking Clorox. Clorox. No, he didn't. He just said. He just said injecting it through, you know, disinfecting through injection, and people took it as injecting Clorox because they're stupid. They're moronic. So you're going to, well. So I'm saying you're right. People are sheep to the point where they would actually think Trump was correct. But I get your point. Oh, but I do get your point. I don't don't agree with Trump on everything. I am not a Trump addict. There's sometimes I wish he would just shush. Well, I think Kaylee's really shaped him up because ever since she took over, no press briefings, she's taken the stage and done a darn good job with it, by the way. And I, now what's her name again? Kaylee McEnany. I got to check out because she is a firecracker. Man. We had, uh, we've had her on the show multiple times. It's, it's a very, she's a very cool. On, fact, on the day, on the Kevin's, show. not on the show, on Kevin's show on the radio. Right. But it's it's very cool because the minute she got, I, I text her, "Hey, congratulations, friend!" and she responded back. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, and, and so. it you know it is fascinating. Um, I got to interview uh, uh, Roger Stone's first wife. Okay, and it was interesting in how we kind of developed a little bit of a relationship, and then what he's going through, and and Did how you- tight. It's kind of weird how tight things are if you want to get involved. Mm-hmm. the people that you get to meet and really find out what's going on. Did she mention anything about Roy Cohn? Because Roy Cohn's kind of been a solid piece of Roy, Roger Stone's career. Not recently, but what I do remember watching the, there's a kind of a documentary. Give me, 
get me Roger Stone. Yeah. Have you ever seen? Which was, I think, by Frank Morano, and, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, the documentary was made by Morgan Peckma. So I don't uh, know who it was made by. All I know is when I saw the shot of his wife, I'm like, wait a minute, I got to talk to her. It was just cool. She's a neat is, lady. That is very cool. So, 9 a.m. Eastern Radio Hope. I know you got to go prepare. Uh, we could thank talk you for, for keeping an eye on the clock. Thanks. I do know we could talk for hours on this though, because I we, and we could. Because <laughs> like one last thing before I let you go. How is it? <laughs> Answer me this. How is it that we can literally have him come out, hands up in the middle of the night, CNN happen to be there, and yet we're just freely releasing criminals to go back on the streets? Like, see how injustice that unjust that is. Run that by me again. Like we we we, we hammer down on someone like Roger Stone, get him in the car, oh, like yeah, raid him, yeah, yeah. and yet overnight. NYC releases all these prisoners because they felt like it during COVID. Have you seen the movie Just Mercy? No, I have to see that. What's that about? It's about uh, a guy in Alabama that was wrongly accused, spent I don't know how many years in prison, and uh, great story. Um, we just watched it last night, and uh, yeah. And there was another guy that was in prison for 30 years, wrongly accused, was on death row. Can you imagine being put on death row before you even had any kind of a trial? That's horrible. That's no, just... You can't do that. That's guilty before proven instant, instant. instant. Well, have we truly, you know what, let's make that tomorrow morning's topic. Have we truly lost? Maybe I don't want to make it tomorrow morning's well, No, no, for our pod, because now I want to get Fine. into this one. Gosh. <laughs> all right guilty before being proven innocent have we yeah. lost our way in the american justice system have we lost our way and you would know that i mean you would know that because you have friends that deal with the justice system no like you've had show me the way mm. la, 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 la. sing us out michael all right no that's I'm... okay we don't want to <laughs> i will talk to you tomorrow have a great show okay. we'll tune into you at 9 right. a.m eastern fantastic Thank you, sir. Talk to you soon. Love you. Love you, sir. Bye. Be well. Carpe diem, seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Strive to find your own voice. Seize the day. Look at it in another way. Carpe diem, seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Strive to find your own voice. Seize the day. Isn't that what we want to do here? To always seize the day. Isn't that what we want? Isn't that what we need? And by the way, here we go. Back on Spreaker and live streaming today on Saturday, the 9th. Uh, Seizing the day. How are you doing that? uh, with that, by the way, in quarantine? Are you truly seizing it? Are you truly um, making the best of what you can from inside? I mean, all these things are being offered. Master classes and we've got Harvard, we've got other schools reducing prices of high-priced classes for us. Are you seizing the day? Are you doing what you can to keep sane, first of all? And secondly, to keep productive. We cannot stop producing. No matter who we are, we cannot stop producing because that will be the downfall if we lose our will to completely stop producing. And so, the conversation I had with David Allen Arnold, truly, the, thanks Dave for an amazing conversation, by the way, 
truly has inspired me to say, how are you? Or ask, how are you doing with your unique signature? If you want to know the reference, listen back to David's article uh, interview. It's great. Watch on YouTube as well. But seriously, how are you doing with your unique signature? Have you figured out what your unique signature is? 20 years ago, we woke up and uh, I was featured in the paper with the with Bill Clinton after the Cardinals funeral. I mean, that was quite a moment uh, for sure. But here's the thing. Do I feel like I made my unique mark? I guess you could say rollerblading, but I, I want to be making a mark not because of how I look and how I get around the city. I may talk about it, but that ultimately... To be very real with you, I do have thoughts. I do have things beyond the aesthetic that I still think um, gets overlooked because it's just some just say, oh, look at how amazing he is rollerblading. Well, I mean, I'm sorry, but I'm a Trump supporter too, so what are you going to do? It's that kind of feeling. But then I, I thought about Unique Mark. And... About a year ago, maybe even a little later in the year, but about a year ago, I met these these uh, gentlemen from a foundation that honored their friend Terry Wernan. Now, let me tell you about Terry for a second, because you talk about unique Mark. Unfortunately, he died at the age of 32 last year due to esophageal cancer. I mean, that is horrific. But he also was such a lively spark plug when he was alive. I mean, he wanted to join the high school football team, and he needed a doctor's note for that. Because, see, what happened was, Terry did have a disability. And as his mom said, Terry never let his handicap define him, his disability define him, and who, we are, who are we to stop him from doing something because of that? Terry Warden, in his senior year of high school, with one leg, because unfortunately the leg had to be removed, and I had a refresher on this story from uh, Mike Sidlowski and Tim Spillane, uh, had to have it removed early on. And that didn't stop Terry from living his life. And here's a guy who had, as everybody says, he had stories about him, amazing stories about him. How he wanted to join football. How he was such a good friend to Tim and Mike. So much so, they're letting his legacy, they they want his legacy to live on. And so I'm here to say, unique signatures happen right in front of our eyes. God puts us in contact with those signatures, even if they have passed on, probably because he is calling us to continue his story, continue the story of Terry Warnin. And I'm also inspired because we were supposed to all get together for March Madness, the final four, the big championship that Monday night, April 6th. That unfortunately didn't happen, but I hope 2021 it does. I hope we could see each other for football and uh, I can hear more about Terry Warnin. But to see the outpouring of love 
at City Field that day in honor of Terry. It was actually the day they honored 19, the 1969 team because that was the 50th anniversary. To see the love that they all came there with to honor their buddy, their friend, their family member was very inspirational. Because he just, I, he, I related to him being happy and not over, and not letting anything stop us. And I've also tried to keep up with my health so that um, just always being ahead of the game. He did his darndest. He fought that battle so hard. And he was so, and the what reason we was able to do that is because he was on top of his health. Because he was able to battle, he was on top of his health. So I thought, man, I also have, by the way, let me, let me, let me lower this a bit. I also have like esophageal issues, and you know what? I'm trying to tackle them head on. And I think meeting Terry's friends and hearing his story of overcoming, hearing his story of battling, humble me to say, well, I have the same kind of issues here, and yet here I am to tell his story, or to hear his story at that point. Well, I think just like courting inspiration, to withhold this kind of story of a man who passed away at the tragic age of 32, but who was loved, who did so many things, who worked and who did not let his disability define him. That's what I call a unique mark. And if you want more information, I, I would point you to the V organization. The V Foundation, rather. Which is... I believe they partnered with Jim Valvano, the V Foundation. And I just implore you to go to them. I implore you to look more about Terry Wernan and his story of overcoming. He... um. From what I could tell from what Tim and his friends and Mike and their friends were telling me, like they, they really want to be around him every minute. And so it's a reminder and kind of a perspective that unfortunately that can't happen now. But thank God we all are in health to eventually celebrate Terry even more once this whole coronavirus disaster has passed passed us over passed over passed away gone left this country in other words because if we're here to tell the story we should be here to tell the story and not shy away from it if you have someone that you've felt very courageous about and felt very inspired by and felt like their story should be told but haven't told it yet, now's the time. Because everybody is listening. Everybody's in the house. Everybody is indoors trying to stay safe and they want to hear that inspiration too. So don't deprive them of that. If you know stories and you hear of stories like Terry Wernan who with one leg after an operation um, in, in his younger days wanted to play football on that leg and the doctors and the high school football team and his parents and everybody supportive of that. That sticks out. That, the, that he was so determined and that his parents were so supportive of that. And his doctors. 
That's inspirational. And so unique mark, you want to talk about unique marks? Well, what about your, who in your life has made a unique mark, a unique impact on you to this day? Really, ask that. Because if, um, if you know of that and haven't told their story or haven't told it just yet, I think now's the time to do it. I think now it's talk about those who are truly making a unique mark. Because you know what we're hearing on our TVs? The ununique thing ever. It's now not, you know, they call it novel coronavirus. I think that term has been hammered into our brain day by day. Find something unique. Find something different. Find people that are making that impact, that are making the unique, that aren't making the television screens, but should be. That aren't making blogs, but should be. Because I'm sure every one of us knows someone who they'd like to carry on their legacy after they have, uh, after those people have passed on. I'm sure that you will have a Terry Warnin in your life. You will have someone who battled with esophageal cancer, who did not let his one having one leg amputated define him. The uniqueness shouldn't be about the aesthetic. It's about how you approach the aesthetic. How you approach the battle scars. And if you can approach them in a way that still gets everyone gravitating toward you, I think you've done something right. I truly do. I truly do. And when I said pass away with the coronavirus, I meant the virus itself, not people. Relax. I want this virus out of this country. Passed over us. That's what I want to see. And I want to see stories of inspiration continue to flow. I want to see people talking about the impact if they felt one from someone in their life, truly so. Because we all can do our part to inspire. And God gets us all up in the morning, thank God, most of us, yes. And I think he just wants us to, 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 to do that, to inspire people. But I also want to say that a unique mark, as we talk about it with David Allen Arnold, is more about the, um, the aesthetic, how you look. Well, if we can move past that and see the soul of someone who has overcome, like many adored the soul of, of Terry Wernan, then we'll be better off. Because if you don't let your soul be as negative toward your aesthetic. In other words, if your soul continues to be intact and it continues to be happy and you continue nurturing the soul, then you will you will have your unique mark. We see it every day. A lot of people are just hard on themselves. They're tough on themselves. They 
they don't understand the uniqueness that they have. And I think it's time to inspire others to realize, yeah, you're unique. You've got something different. Embrace it. Don't run away from it. Because not running away from it will give you some kind of calming, some relaxing. And it will give you fun. The soul wants to have fun. The soul needs to have fun. The soul is, I think, the uniquest part of anybody. Because we, we were all born with a different soul. I mean, granted, we all post unique photos because they're just that. But it's the energy, the, the energy of the soul behind that uniqueness. And clearly, Terry exuded that for 32 years and was beloved by everyone. So I, I implore you to look up more about Terry Warren. I implore you to stay in touch with uh, my friends there, Mike Sidlowski and Tim Spillane. I mean, they are they are great, and they're carrying on their friend's legacy. And that's very special. They're not hoarding that inspiration from others. In fact, they're, they're telling Terry's story to inspire others. We need more people like that. Because I think the uniquest part when it does come to having a friend with disability, I think the most unique part is truly embracing them for who they are and that and not wishing them to be anything else. Just loving them for them. Just understanding, as we talked a couple weeks ago, yes, maybe your kid does have autism. If he shows the signs, get them checked. Do not be afraid of the unique. Just be there for, for those who feel it. Or those who you think are, and they don't feel it, that makes sense. Because we all have a place on this earth. We really do. And I believe that those people on this earth enhance the narr- you know, enhance God's plan by saying yes. I mean, look at Johnny Erickson Tata. Erickson Tata. She lost her leg. I think it was one. But she didn't hate on it. She didn't get frustrated. Maybe at the beginning, but then she accepted. She knew this was God's plan for her some way or another. And now she's doing radio too. We've got on TikTok people who are amputees having the time of their life right now. So if you feel stuck in quarantine, if you feel stuck that you can't see anybody, if you feel stuck that you aren't unique, well, channel that soul you have and say, yeah, I am unique. Yeah, I do have something to offer. Yeah, I will share the story of how God has helped me through this life. And I can only imagine Terry did that, is share his story. And, you know, 
when you're disabled and you start getting called inspirational that you're like, well, I'm just a person. And that's it. Just being and just understanding the uniqueness. That is our unique signature. Not trying to change the unique. Not trying to boast about the uniqueness either, by the way. Just being. Just understanding you are. But going along your life. Because I think if you do drum the beat too much about almost everything, people get tired. And I'm kind of guilty of that. But also, I I love that God made me this way. As I told Denise Richardson, I look down every day and I think God made me who I am because I think this was his plan. And I love that Terry's friends and family understand that too. That God's plan overall. And God has put them in a position to carry on a legacy that is is so special. And means so much that they want the world to know about it. And when you get to that level. When you get to that level. You know that. Uniqueness is awesome. And and you just love it. You just love it. Anyway, I'm Alex Garrett. I have actually someone who survived, yes, survived West Nile virus. And now he has some thoughts for the coronavirus patients that have been recovering, the families, and ways we can further prevent ourselves from getting sick. Grant Raphael is his name. I'll talk... Talk to him about 10 a.m. Eastern. So come right back after Radio Hope at 9 a.m. Eastern. Come right back to keep me with Alex Garrett for the Saturday sit Now, Mr. Pitts. Now, Mr. Pitts. It's a rather unfortunate name. Mr. Pitts. Where are you? Mr. Pitts, will you open your hymn? poetry because it's cute we read and write poetry because we are members of the human race and the human race is filled with passion poetry beauty romance love these are what we stay alive for carpe diem seize the day gather ye rosebuds while ye may strive to find your own voice seize the day look at it in another way Seize the day, gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Strive to find your own voice. Seize the day. We are members of the human race, and the human race is filled with passion. Words and ideas can change the world. Can change the world. The powerful play goes on, and you may contribute a verse. The powerful play goes on, goes on. 
have any special skills? Oh, yes. I do. I, I do voices. What do you mean, you do voices? I do voices. Yeah! I'm a hip old granny who could hip hop, beep hop. Dance, dance, dance till you drop, drop, drop. I'm a hip old granny who could hip hop, beep hop. Yo, yo, make a wicked cup of cool, cool. Strive to find your own voice. Because the longer you wait to begin, the less likely you are to find it at all. Carpe diem, seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Strive to find your own voice. Seize the day. Look at it in another way. Carpe diem, seize the day. Gather ye rosebuds while ye may. Strive to find your own voice. Seize the day. Dreams can men be truly free. It was always thus, and always thus will be. <laughs> 